Hello and welcome to the Rudo Love Podcast, a series of interviews and anecdotes tailored for the inquisitive souls of today. On today's anecdote, I'm going to share a little bit about sexual orientation. Mine. So, in 1997, I was 14, and in this eventful year, Ellen DeGeneres came out on her own show and in real life. Some major TV affiliates wouldn't even air the show at the usual time it would air because the topic wasn't considered family appropriate. I'm wondering if you, dear listener, remember any of this. I do. I was absolutely the right age to watch things unfold by that fateful episode. I don't even really remember watching the show that often. I think my mom was a casual watcher, and I was there that night, and the nights after, when the stupid news shows went on and on about it like it was actual groundbreaking or scandalous stuff for some reason. Not a lot of gayness on primetime TV. Lots of gayness passing as straight, for sure. With something as incredibly important as sexuality and how this really central pillar of who we are as people is, especially when it's not hetero, it's just kept from being able to fully be okay in the wild and liberal landscape of pop culture. It's really mind-blowing to think about the evolution of where we're going. And now, I wonder, what would even be taboo for my kiddo when he turns 14? So this super conservative prime TV land, and honestly, that's not the real world anyway, but it's still the sounding, booming voice that tells us what is normal. The stigma around gayness was so damn strong when I was growing up. And I think in light of how old I was when I felt not so normal, and how madly different I want to believe the world is for, say, a future 14-year-old kiddo of mine, I want to share my coming out story. But why? Why would this be so important? We're taught to contain the erotic whilst knowing it's pivotal to most things. Attraction, influence, attention, perceived vitality, worth, coolness. We start thinking about sex so early in the developmental stage. And the vast world of sex information, disinformation, or or omission paired with all these questions about, you know, that start coming in fast and hard once you're in school age. I was so interested in sexuality. I mean, so fascinated by it. I like to pretend that I was a man when I was playing with my girl buddies. And I love deepening into socially understood, understood female behaviors with my penis having guy friends. I loved it all. I really loved it. And I didn't have that word yet, bisexual. Words are important when you're trying to find out if you're normal. If there's a word for it, well, it's a little bit more real. But how the word is judged, well, good thing I'm a very lusty, taboo-intrigued, scandalous, excitable, dare I say perverted person. 
and joyously so. And lucky for me, my parents don't do things like shame their children for their desires and interests. Never, never, ever, ever said, what's wrong with you or screwed up their faces at any of my behaviors. They just kept their cool, man. And some coming out stories I've heard don't even contain sex acts in the telling of them, but I, I have those, okay? So what I'm about to describe to you is both tender and relational, and also very much about my sex life. So maybe don't listen to this one if you're my parent, uh, aunt, uncle. <laughs> First off, I never came out. I mean, so what's the difference, right? My parents are very much aware of my sexuality and have been for a very long time. So how, you may ask, is it possible that I never said, Mom, Dad, I'm gay, or in my case, bisexual? Intrigued? First off, it's very important to understand that I was in activism hard as a teenager. I was vegan. I went to human rights protests and joined school committees and extracurricular groups like mock UN delegation. And I was really active in interfaith education because of my amazing activist parents. And I was learning about activism at a really early age when suddenly I was filled with a strong desire to join a gay straight alliance. I first, I saw firsthand what happened to gay families and gay relationships in Kentucky and, and all around the States. And when I joined that gay alliance group, I met some amazing people. One of which I fell hard for. Oh, Beth. Okay, so let me reiterate here. I never said once why I wanted to join this LGBT. There was not QIA plus at this point, okay? I just did. And my parents were like, great, I'll drive you to the meetings. And all the while, I'm dating people. And I just started bringing home different people. <laughs> my special friends I brought home for meet the parents introduction, usually over a nice home-cooked meal in our pretty awesome dining room at Maywood Park in Lexington, Kentucky. From the late 90s, say 99 to 2001, let me tell you, I brought home Brett, then Beth, then Doug, then Christine. Once I was in college, it was just rolled up into the, oh, I'm an artist, this is just bohemian, this is what it looks like, okay? I mean, okay, so I've changed all these names, by the way. These big early relationships, I'm just naming names so you can really tell, I mean, really hear that I am a switch hitter. I have these fantastically varied relationships, and it just kept going. I never really had a sexual dry season until I really did for biological reasons. I was breastfeeding. And that really was hard for my ex-wife. That's another story altogether. Part of a coming out story is about how the people in your circle react to all of this non-normalcy, right? So I think it's interesting that I'm sort of cast in different lights depending on who I'm in love with. And Maybe it made my family more relaxed when I was in a seemingly heterosexual relationship. Maybe not. I feel like they just wanted me to be in great relationships more than anything else. I've fallen in love so many times, I have so many situations to compare. <laughs> in high school, I was so over head, of he head over heels for both Brett and his mother, Jenny. Brett was this 
psychic, sensitive, tender, slightly wounded fellow from high school days. And I think my parents were okay with him. They seemed to be happy that I was happy. And absolutely it was the same for when I brought Beth over. I really presented her to them, you know? I was like, this is my special friend, Beth. She's very important to me, okay? My folks got it. I don't think my grandmother wanted to get it. But they were all awesome. It was a great dinner. I mean, Beth is like such a justice warrior and intellect. So my folks were just chatting away. Like, God, if they only knew this 17-year-old had just been assisting her fabulous girlfriend she was bringing home with some sensual foreplay while driving over. (laughs) They were just awesome to us. And then there was Doug. I mean... I think at the point that my parents probably wished I'd stuck with women because Doug was a bit of a pill around adults and authority figures. I mean, my parents were not like that, okay? It was his chip on his shoulder, but I mean, also, I don't think my parents hung out with punks before him. Like, he was studded and pierced and leathered up and booted, and he was just as equally brilliant as Beth, just with a rougher external shell and super combative. But the softest, cuddliest boyfriend? (laughs) By then I had a real strong sex drive. I mean, in the house, in the car, in the shower. It was insane. And especially so as like a live-in home teenager, you know? I loved the kinky secretness of that era. I have wild stories. And boy, was Doug wildly good a giving head like more than my girlfriends okay like so giving and then Christine I think my parents had mixed feelings about her I mean she was obviously brilliant but damn was she self-obsessed so I think they could see how manipulative of my attention she was she was a little dramatic but so 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 smart so talented and my dad and her talked philosophy I think it was cool. It was a cool choice because she expanded my reading list. I was voraciously reading books she'd recommended. And I mean, if you're a creative person or a parent of a creative, then you are happy when your kid's imagination is on fire. So again, I think rough exterior or personality quirks, but ultimately a great reception by my parents and an easy thing to bring her home. Then I moved to New Zealand and found Lilith. And she's definitely the most two-spirited of all of my past people. And I think my parents were so intrigued and curious about her. And they clicked right away. She could make my mom laugh at the drop of a hat. Something I rarely know how to do myself. Lilith was so cool for a long time. I mean, in terms of us being a good fit, it was very black and white. We were awesome in some areas and totally awful in others. Very toxic and overly critical of each other. She was really controlling too, but she was like solid and practical at a time when I was pure chaos. And the way we sang together, oh man, the way we sang. So my parents were so accepting. Anytime I was in love and happy, they were happy for me. And I never got the sense they wished I was another way. 
my dad would say things like, Lilith is the next evolution of humanity. He was like talking about non-binary and he could see where society was going with it. And when I look at this new generation coming in, I'm like, wow, you're reclaiming self and the stakes are all under your terms. So fucking cool. And I will absolutely be as cool as my folks when it comes to my kiddo's chosen sexuality and any other part of his chosen identity when he starts expressing it all. I'm so, 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 so lucky to have had the folks that I had growing up. And now I'm in this really loving, sweet, and tender relationship, and it's nothing to do with gender. It's just great. And we're solid and loving and supportive of each other, and my parents are just so happy I found someone who gives me so much respect. I think I'm in the most respectful and adult relationship I've ever been in. For sure, ever been in. And I feel the most free to be myself right now, too. Perhaps that's why this episode flowed so well for me. Because it's not coming from a place or a storyline of persecution. It's, it's not heavy. It's just loving and tender. And I was accepted, man. And this is my moment to energetically thank them for that. I really hope they didn't listen to this episode because it was a little raunchy, you know, but listening, those of you listening can send them love and thanks for being amazing parents to this bisexual Rudo, this peacock mermaid lover of souls and winner of hearts. <laughs> I love this territory. One with no shame, no trauma. There are coming out stories that are full of acceptance, harmony. And here's to a world where this is the norm. There is not sexual orientational conditions and it's all just fine to be what it is. The norm needs to be entered around the support that is wrapped around the child, which is finding out who they are and who they are attracted to. And when your child or relative brings that special person to you to meet or maybe people <laughs> I hope it goes well and I hope this moment brought a smile to your face because I feel like I I just did this wholesome little speech with a few sex references sprinkled in because um it's me okay <laughs> now go out and love someone how about starting with yourself hmm huh?